Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C., here with my co-host, fresh from his stay on level two at Narkeena 5, Adam B. The B is for Bane. Bane! <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, PC? we got a little. I'm good. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to. Uh, spoiler up top. Hey everybody, uh, this is the Cargo Bay. We're gonna be talking about some Star Wars. We got some Darth Bane novelization action going on today, which uh-huh. uh, I personally am uh, looking forward to, as my Darth Bane knowledge is uh, limited, at best. I would say. Yeah. Well, um, only only true Sith. Uh, have knowledge of Darth Bane in full. That's a big part of the. That's a big part of the theme of the series. BC is hidden Sith knowledge. Yeah, and and my mommy told me to stay away from hidden Sith knowledge as a child. So that's why I just I just don't have much uh, much background information on Darth Bane. Oh, what did you have a little Jedi mommy? <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you have a Jedi mommy BC trying to keep you from this sweet dark side? <laughs> energy i did i didn't even hear about the dark side until i went to college oh man i'm sorry i know about that yeah that really puts you in an odd position because then you can be overwhelmed by it all at once you know yeah it's just it's just so much dark side all at once that it just consumes you yeah uh, which is uh, i mean i think a healthy amount of dark side early on uh-huh. uh, under supervision is not a bad thing no no i mean you got to be exposed think. to it um yeah. so you can learn the the value of the light um but yeah bc before we get into darth bane rule of two as oh, as the wheel yeah. of fate has decided for us yes, excellent, um yes. i feel like we should talk a little bit about andor uh you mean the greatest television program ever produced in the history of mankind uh yeah it's that's that's what i'm talking about BC. <laughs> yeah it's really good man uh the, is that a broken record right here uh yeah <laughs> This episode was great. I, uh, the 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 middle of our our prison arc turns out is a great episode. Yeah, this is the this is the most internet hype I've seen um, about Andor. Uh, this is also yeah. uh, I had at least one friend um, jump on the Andor train. Um, nice. So I feel like maybe it's starting to pick up some of that long tail viewership. I'm hoping it gets. Um, but I understand why BC. This is a great great episode. Every episode, well, pretty much, I'm like, maybe this is the best episode. I, I think it might be my favorite episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's kind of like I don't, it's kind of stunning to me how how it has gotten progressively better and better. Like the first three episodes that are like the beginning kind of arc, I was like, this is really good stuff. Yeah, and then you go on to the you know the heist arc, and you're like. This is amazing. (laughs) And then you go, you know, you get a little, you get a little one shot. And now we're in the middle of this prison. I'm like, I've already forgot about the heist. This is, I mean, like, I'm so enthralled with this prison arc right now that I'm just like, I don't know. It's my favorite. Like, it, it just progressively is getting better and better. And it's not to downplay anything that's come before it. No. But it's just like, it's just gotten progressively so much better better and and richer and everything that happens is it's building upon it's it's uh, frankly amazing i i feel like the the production design that's always been there and the performances and writing that have always been there are maybe like the most in sync in these episodes like 
Yeah. Not that the production design hasn't helped establish, you know, the mood and tone all the yeah. way through the series, but like the prison itself and the architecture of it. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what a prison heist is all about, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. here's the lay of the land. How are we going to get out of here? Um, but yeah, it's really good, BC. It's amazing. And all, you know, old Andy Circus. I wasn't super stoked to see him, um, but after a few lines, I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down for him to be here. And then, and this, uh, this last episode, oof, <laughs> he's, he's really good. It kind he's of really upsets me. <laughs> it kind of upsets yeah, no, me how good he is. <laughs> he's incredibly good in this episode. It's, it's like, it's a top tier Star Wars performance of, of like an emotional performance. Where you see, because I don't, know, I don't think Star Wars always does emotion particularly well. No, no. I think it's it's Which it, is... it's a, a lot of times it's very surface level. It's like I'm playing at emotion. Him, you see him have like a crisis of his mind in the <laughs> yeah, middle of this episode where he's like, "Oh my god!" And the the, <laughs> the, 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 the well that he goes to as a performer, he's like, "Oh, he's selling it. This is it's really good." And by the time he gets to the point at the end of the episode. Where he delivers what is now, according to hyperbole on the internet, one of the most iconic lines in the history of Star Wars. Like, it's a good line, right? Like, how many guards are there? Never more than twelve. You know, it's yeah. Like, boom, and like, and we're all hyped. It's like, it's a good line, but it, like, I don't know. A lot of people are just like, well, we've got the new best line in Star Wars since No, I am your father. It's like, I don't know about good. that. <laughs> it's, I don't know about that. It is it's, a good payoff a, for the episode. It's, a, it's an excellent payoff for an episode of television, though. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, the, not to downplay it, I, I thought it was amazing. Uh, but his, his performance in this episode particularly, I was like, he's good. He's really good. And the the um, the guy who plays the, the old guy, um, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for everything. You're listening to a Star, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars podcast. If you're not caught up, yeah. sorry. Um, the guy who dies, um, I love that guy through the whole, you know, two episodes and I was trying to figure out where I'd seen him from. And I was like, I'm sure I've seen him in a million things, you know, like just in small roles. Uh, what I remember him from is alien three. Uh, it's like, all right, nice. Um, Uh, but I did, I didn't recognize him, but I saw that he's the guy in Batman, the, yeah. the original Tim Burton Batman that Batman holds up and says, I'm Batman too. <laughs> I'm like, that's a sweet bit of, yeah. of cinema history to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know. I think this is a it's super cool role. Um, and I think it was really effective uh, to put him, you know, in there, obviously. It's like kind of the what drives all the, the emotion of the episode. Um it's like, oh man, <laughs> this place is really brutal. Because this we haven't seen like infighting between the, the prisoners. I thought we would see more of that. Like, oh, we're about to get tortured. We're really and you don't really see them like sweating a lot. Like if I have yeah. any issues with it, it's like, okay, you're 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 all moving pretty slowly to do this. <laughs> like this is not what a factory line might look like. But I think right. that also would have taken away from the story that they're trying to tell in these episodes. It's not about infighting between the prisoners. It's not about um, you know whatever the the torture of physical labor. Um, it's. I think it, I think it'll be because we're gonna do our big our big breakdown right. of everything next week. I think I think talking specifically about how dialed in the actual labor the labor of it is because it's it is less 
prisony than I think a lot of other things where it is like it's more like hey here's a work environment that you just happen to be forced labor yeah um, so the way that it's dialed in is almost more menacing than if it was like you know they're constantly watching you you're they're constantly being tortured like there's part of this that like Andy Circus's character is so like revolting in the beginning because like he's actively like all right, this is how this works. I'm the boss. This is just the general system, and this is this is a regular day of work. And you're like, this is way worse than what you think this is. And him coming to terms with that, I think, is great. But the fact that it's it's dialed in to not be so like, this is the worst environment. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you can get shocked and stuff, but it, it's not like the gulag or anything. Yeah. You know, you've got open open cells and you've got access to tasteless uh, (laughs) suck stuff and whatever it is you're eating i don't know but but the fact that it that there there are there are some i mean quote-unquote freedoms within it it almost makes it worse to me um which i think is very effective but it's a it's a beautiful uh beautiful prison there uh i love the design of those little bunks yeah i was like ah I'd stay there. Oh, <laughs> Have you seen the pictures that are comparing like the Disneyland Resort to? That's exactly what <laughs> yeah. they are, right? Like, isn't this what they are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like you're sh- staying in a hole in the wall. Don't make yeah. Disney mad about the the good show. <laughs> stop, yeah. stop it. Yeah. It's like it's like one of the cruise liners or something almost. Yeah, it's like look at this beautiful cabin you have. You can stand up and you <laughs> yeah, get your you suck tube. And... <laughs> you got yeah, your, yeah. your cruise line suck tube. Uh, VC, uh, I do want to draw attention. We have had some chats over here because we're streaming live on YouTube, mostly oh, yeah, because it saves space on my hard drive to do so. We have yeah. free vert girls chat, heart free vert girls chat, fire free vert girls chat. Thank you, 69girls.xyz. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. We appreciate you commenting. <laughs> But uh, yeah, VC. I guess that's we've probably <laughs> talked enough about about Andor since we we'll have another full Andor episode next week. Um, yeah, I don't want to spend the next thirty minutes talking about uh, Cyril Khan, uh, Cyril Karn, <laughs> I mean, and his yeah. just amazing scene that he had this week. What a, a top tier Star Wars scene for uh, I think internet trolls and incels <laughs> who just yeah. really felt seen and recognized. In <laughs> character <laughs> and everyone else uh, being like i don't think this uh, i don't think you <laughs> you're viewing this in the way it's uh, meant to be seen hey man <laughs> yeah uh so i'm excited about talking about that yeah um, yeah well just I, just a top i mean i don't know it just made me so uncomfortable I was like this is fantastic yeah and uh what, we got to spend some time on the the world's new favorite villain as well <laughs> The, the torture doctor, who I was like, that's exactly the kind of role I would have gone out for. Like that's the torture yeah, doctor. It's like, yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, yeah. That, there's, there's really there's upsetting. Some truly horrific stuff in, in this episode. Like truly horrific. I mean, I that I watched this episode when it aired. Like as soon as it was out, um, I, I I sat down. Um, I had ingested a, a large amount of THC and got in my uh-huh. cuddly zone to watch, you know, uh, the Star Wars show. <laughs> and it opens <laughs> with that scene, and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, man, really, this is really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting from Andor <laughs> this week. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's all going to just be ramping up for our last three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Be ready for that. Um, is there any other general Star Wars news you want to talk about? There's there's lots happening in the trading card world, which we'll be discussing uh, separately. Um, Indeed. Yeah. After this episode, um, I finished Tales of the Jedi. Um, so that was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of it, I guess. Oh, I finished um I finished the second and third books of the High Republic series. Uh, oh, nice. As well, and trying to figure out what to read in that series because there's like young adult novels, there's yes, comic. It's such a mess that they won't just say High Republic book three, book like adult yes. book three or whatever. <laughs> I know it's like I, I get that the, it's like all part of their publishing conglomerate that I have, but it's like can someone just put out a list? Yeah, that's clean and concise and chronological. Because the cover art doesn't can... match up, and the titles yeah. don't have numbers. Um, and I've read like some lists of the chron- chronology that have everything included, and they were really poorly written. And they're always like. Well, also the thing about the young adult books is that adults can enjoy like, them too, and I'm like, it's like I don't need, no. I don't need to read the young adult. This books. is already the adult books are already childish enough for me. Yes, <laughs> like that's yeah, they, already they, like the, the adult <laughs> novels are are pretty much dialed into the level <laughs> that I would expect them to be. So I don't need to go. Yeah. Don't need to go much lower, and, than that. and that's like, not a you know that's not a complaint, but it is like a I'm not reading the ones that have little cartoon like like I children's mean, cartoons like the, on the front. Yeah, it's not like those novels are above like a high school reading yeah. level or anything. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not that. It's not high literature. I mean, uh, I, I get it. If you want to read those and you're an adult, go for it. That's great. I'm just yes. I, I, there's enough other Star Wars for me to read. Um, uh, so yeah. yeah, I finished those. Um, I enjoyed them. Um, uh, how how would you compare to to book one, which I really really liked? Um, I think I think I like them the f- more the further they go. Actually, okay. Um, it's okay. it's difficult because I'm listening to the audiobook too, um, which like the performance is obviously a thing that. Like yeah. the performance is good, but again, it's it's aimed maybe at splitting that adult child line a little bit more right. down the middle than I'd like. Um, and the audio production I felt like got a lot better in the last book, so that might have factored in to me liking it more. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I think especially the, the the later books have a little bit of a horror element to them that plays really well in an audio book. Like I don't know, it would have been creepy at all reading it. Um, right. But with some of that production thrown on, it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked him. I was trying to find yeah, the next I, one, but it's not out yet. Yeah, I, I need to jump back in because I I know they I think they've just launched like a, a new phase or I I don't know how this is really broken down, but I feel like there's a new phase of publishing that's like here's the next right here's what's kicking off the new chronology within the High Republic with this novel that's being released now so i'm like i'm just like i wish someone would explain this to me like i was five because i really don't understand what's going on with the the publishing front yeah other than i really like the first book and i've got the second one i need to finish it and then i know there's the third one so that much is clear to me and i would be interested in looking at the comic books just because i'm i like i like reading comic books but yeah i don't need young adult novels i don't need all of the the tertiary stuff i mean that's fine um, just give me kind of like the main line of of this new High Republic stuff because I 
after the first book, I was like, I'm pretty bought into wherever they're going with this. It's interesting to me. Well, you'll be excited, especially to know that in the second and third book, uh, maybe just the third book, I can't remember. There is a character who is voiced as if he is just Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah. And I kind of raised my eyebrows. And then eventually he does do an all right, all right, all right. It's like, <laughs> all right, oh, so there's cool. just Matthew McConaughey uh, yeah. impersonation in the audiobook. Uh, that was funny. I Solid. I took a few audio clips um, I was going to share. We'll figure out how to do that on a later. That's I'm just going to collect my favorite moments from the year in Star Wars audiobooks, I think. And, I love that. And make a whole compilation. Um, but yeah, speaking of Star Wars audiobooks, BC... Let's get into the big topic for today, Darth Bane, Rule of Two, BC. Oh, the... Old DB himself. <laughs> old DB. <laughs> old DB. I'm very familiar with DB, or thought I was. Um, I loved, I loved this, uh, I loved this, uh, this first book when I was growing up. I read it a few mm-hmm. times, and I thought that's what this one was um, when the wheels is... spun it. <laughs> this is book two, this is book right? Two. And I have okay. read this one before, um, and it seems like it should lead into a book three. If there's one out there, I'm unaware of it. Um, so okay. I, I was a little bit thrown off when I was like, oh, I'm reading the sequel. I really like the first one. And after listening to this one, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I like the first one better. <laughs> but still enjoyed oh. enjoyed myself. Um, yeah, shout out to a Rural Farm Boy out there in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Again, we, we broadcast live on YouTube if you're out there in Podland. Um, but VC, let me <laughs> yes. see if I can summarize kind of where Darth Bane comes from and where okay. we find him in this book. Now, okay, excellent. I have read Darth Bane, the novel. I've read it once, listened to it at least two times. Let me tell you how much I remember. The <laughs> <laughs> Darth Bane is like maybe on a mining world or something with an abusive father, which is like, I feel like a through line in a lot of Star Wars books. Um, I can't remember if out of poverty or prison, he winds up in the Sith army, which is like ground forces. Um, and then is, you know, his, uh, his ruthlessness and, uh, attunement with the forces noticed. And he's put into basically like Harry Potter school. Like the strength of the first book is kind of like, imagine if the Sith were Slytherin, right? So like (laughs) he goes off to the Sith Academy and we kind of get a, uh, we kind of get a, like again a kind of a harry potter slytherin book um where slowly darth bane realizes all of these the brotherhood of the sith is weak um they're trying to make the sith you know a brotherhood and he he reads some old texts and he figures out now one person should wield all the power there should only be two so um the jedi and the brotherhood of the sith are fighting he fights them too um he kills like his old master and then at some point one of the jedi does a thought bomb which is can i pause can i pause right here because i i i I, uh, spoiler for the audience i didn't read these but (laughs) i did i did wikipedia the summary yeah. I repeatedly saw thought bomb referred to. Yeah. And I didn't dig any deeper. I just read thought bomb and I said I need to tuck that away because I need to know what a thought bomb is in the Star Wars universe. From what I understand reading about the aftermath of it in this book, 
uh, and trying to recall what it was from my my memory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a Dragon Ball Z move that like <laughs> like a super <laughs> overpowered like force move that kind of sucks all the souls out of force users in a large era area and in this book you get the idea that they're like trapped in an orb together in eternal pain forever so it was like a sacrificial move the jedi made like killing all of his buddies around him as well to like stop the brotherhood of the sith and eliminate the sith forever but darth bane was already out of there okay (laughs) so he escaped the thought bomb he did yes um it it seems like a troubling thing uh upsetting thing uh there are still jedi left the sith are presumed dead um rural farm boy farm boy has confirmed there is a third book which thank goodness i thought this was maybe something that died in the disney transition um i'll have to read that that third one Um, but mostly what this book is about bc is Darth Bane immediately finding a young girl who becomes his very willing apprentice. Um, He's like, all right, you're going to be my apprentice. Meet me on this planet in a few weeks. And she's like, what? I'm a child. And he's like, you're a Sith. You'll find your own way. (laughs) (laughs) So Darth Bane goes off to do Sith research things. And um, while he's in this temple where he he's like the, the whole book, he's trying to figure out how to make sith holocrons again he gets attacked by these like these like uh carapace covered these like kind of crustacean leeches that become part of his body and they draw on his power but in in return they essentially inject steroids into his system (laughs) they like heighten his adrenaline response they're slowly taking over his body but they heal him. He feeds them with dark side energy. Um, it's very. It's like a symbiote suit, basically. So this is a this is a living organism. Yes, multiple living that, organisms that are attacked. Because I was reading about this too, and it's got a funny orbalisk. Yes, the orbalisk. Is this the the orbalisks? So yeah. These orbalisks are leeching onto him. Yes. And creating a protective suit of uh, kind of armor. Yeah. Almost. Then this is a very much a, a major point of this story. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And you know they threaten. He's got a. He has to find this tech to make like a mask that'll keep them from covering his face while he sleeps. He looks gross. Um. So yes. So like. Uh. So he has to be in hiding basically while his apprentice does. You know a lot of the. Because he's ashamed of his appearance. Work. And, well, yeah. You don't want to go out looking. You know, looking. Looking like you got like leeches, guy, all, leeches over you. all over your body. I mean, yeah. that's weird. I mean, even in Star Wars, people be like, look at that freak. And even Sith Lords, they got feelings. You yeah. know, you don't want to be pointed at and made fun of by anybody. I mean, we've no. seen it happen to Sith, and it can make them real angry. Well, they'll shoot their lightning fingers at you. There are lightning fingers in this book, by the way, that they do make Excellent, an appearance. as there should be. That's a, it's a good Sith uh-huh. story with lightning fingers. Uh, so... I mean, the, the the problem with this book for me really is there isn't like a clear this is where the story is going beyond like Darth Bane wants more power, his apprentice wants to wants more power, um, and eventually right. to kill him and take over because it's the way of the, the Sith that he's taught her. Um, you know, there's like a big ten year jump at a point after the ten year jump occurs after VC. So when this is the best part of the book, which I, I believe you've been exposed to. <laughs> Yeah. Darth Vane walks into this temple, gets his bug armor, 
like and this is immediately after the last book right he just he goes in he's 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 deals with a crash that like leaves him maimed he goes into the sith temple he gets the sith armor he comes out and he looks and he says hmm my ship has crashed my apprentice will be on that planet soon now these planets occasionally their their orbits are so close that the atmospheres get close to touching I'm going to abduct this flying beast and then cast a force bubble around us and go through hundreds of miles of open space to land on this other planet where there's a huge yeah. drought where his apprentice has just landed after not seeing him for weeks, you know, uh, off on her adventure of killing people and being deceptive to get out there. He murders a bunch of dragon riders in the sky <laughs> with the force. Uh, it's yeah, it's wild. <laughs> as it's as it's written in the summary, which I did copy and paste because I, I wanted to to keep it in my brain forever. Bane mentally dominates a Drexel, a flying reptile, and uses the force to encase it and himself in a cocoon of dark side energy and fly the few hundred kilometers through open space to Onderon. I read that and I thought, poetry? <laughs> It is beautiful, BC. And keep in mind, Amazing. this story is about someone who has not enough power. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, he's he's not he's he's underpowered. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, y- you know. So he's real powerful. She's real powerful. The Jedi are doing things. Um, there's like. It's a little confusing, but long story short, um, his apprentice gets an apprentice um, that she uses to help lead them to another tomb that has w- the Sith knowledge they're seeking. Her One of her childhood friends is kind of mixed into the story. He's like a limited force user who's a healer through these other like weird beings. Um, it, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Um, but basically, mm. the book ends with... Um, her not betraying him and killing him and at a time when she could after a battle with these Jedi and she's like no I still have too much to learn from you my mm. master um so it's well these I like these books they're they're well written compared to a lot of Star Wars stuff um it's Drew Kripschen Karpschen um wrote this one I think wrote the first one as well uh, the the descriptions of things are a little more poetic than in other, you know, books. But th- this one, the plot was not not as exciting as the first one. Um, a little bit more, just kind of lost in the Star Wars universe, rather than this very well established like here's the Sith school where you're like, ooh, cool, ancient Sith school. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I, I read this again. This is a uh, the Wikipedia that the development of the book was was. It was in development for five months. Okay. So it had five months from start to finish mm-hmm. to like be on makes time sense. for publishing. And I, I after reading the summary, I was like, it kind of makes sense that he's got to fly in a a, a, <laughs> a dark side cocoon on a dragon uh, because you just don't have time to write the rest of how that should actually occur. Yeah. Um, so when I saw that that the development period was five five months to write an entire novel, I was like, oh, well, you know, we can cut him some slack because that seemed crazy. And that's what I had liked about the one before is that's a, a common problem with Star Wars novels is they feel like they were written in about five months, where it's like right. we're just kind of keeping the action moving on the page and kind of the right. most simple through line we can get. There's not a lot of like, oh wow, that really paid off, <laughs> you know. 
later right. on. But uh, yeah, the, my if I'm gonna rate this thing, BC, yeah, I'll give it two out of two stars. <laughs> hey, the rule of two, with two out of two stars. <laughs> Not nearly um, as good as the first one, in my humble opinion. But yeah, they're enjoyable, especially if you want to just read about people being mean and brutal. <laughs> I always do. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, I did want to. So, uh, thank you for doing the the Lord's work on the the Darth Bane rule of two on this. You're quite well. I did want to just like uh, see if maybe you and I can can figure some stuff out uh-huh. because I, I'm I'm very murk. Like I said, I'm a light side boy. I was not introduced to some of this dark side stuff until until much later in life. Now this novel is Legends canon now, right? I, so this has gone because I'm looking at Wookie. I think everything pre Disney has been pushed into Legends. Yeah. However, Darth Bane does exist. Is canon, so he's he's canonized. But because, I mean, he's he appears in Clone Wars mm-hmm. uh, and on uh, Malachor, where when Yoda is going through his his trials, I watched that last night just to get a little little taste of of Darth Bane. Yeah, uh, in his super Shredder outfit, uh, he looks like Shredder. I imagine I, that I, comes up in book three. Uh, I probably has. Well, you know, he's really got to cover the leeches and stuff. Yeah, probably so. Um, uh, voiced uh, fantastically by Mark Hamill in the Clone Wars season six episode thirteen or whatever it is. Um, so he's. He's definitely part of the lore uh-huh. of of the Sith because it, and I think this apprentice is part of the lore too because I Very I, I did this and and you you and I you and I both now know that Darth Sidious has written a book yes, uh, yes. Emperor Palpatine you told is me this. a published is a published children's author <laughs> uh, let me get this pulled up because I I was. I was just trying to figure all this stuff out, right? Right. Because like, Darth Bane is canon. The story is not, but it's like we're picking and choosing this sort of stuff. So at a certain point, there was a, a reference book written from the perspective uh, of, of Darth Sidious about the history of the Sith called Secrets of the Sith. Uh, mm-hmm. And here's, here's the publisher's note, which is funny because, again, this is a children's book. Uh-huh. Join Emperor Palpatine otherwise known as Darth Sidious, in this exploration of the Sith and the evil allies of the dark side. Star Wars, The Secrets of the Sith, will thrill young fans with dark side knowledge, incredible artwork, and interactive features such as pop-ups, booklets, and lift-the-flap inserts. Um, BC, we need uh, to start a book burning. <laughs> one, amazing that, children. <laughs> amazing that, that Darth Sidious uh, took the time to write down all of this information. About the history of the Sith, like uh-huh. you know, you can just see him in his studies, like I want to leave my legacy, and so he writes a children's book <laughs> with pop-ups because you know with, both the Jedi and the Sith they want them young, baby. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> so this, like, I think this was published like to 2020, 2021. So it's a recent publication okay. where it, it felt like, hey, we need to wrangle up sort of like what what is part of kind of like the Sith canon for people. Um, and Darth Bane is is very much a part of that. And the rule of two, obviously, is, is a big part of that. Um, but the fact that it's done in a children's book from the perspective of it being Palpatine, I was like, that's really interesting. Which led me to the note on the page. Um, 
who I'm almost certain this was the author who edited the Wikipedia entry for this. Uh-huh. Um, because it says, having written Secrets of the Jedi from Luke Skywalker's perspective, Sumerak, the author, was forced to write Secrets of the Sith from Emperor Palpatine's <laughs> perspective. Like, you just imagine a publisher being like, hey, Sumerak, get in here. Now you did the one from Luke. Now you've got to write a children's story. But Palpatine wrote it. And he was probably like, that's uh, that's insane, right? Where you want me to pretend that uh, Emperor Palpatine sat down and wrote a children's book about the history of the Sith. They're like, yeah, we do. And he was like, uh, okay. Uh, I guess and then I'm going to corrupt immediately. some kids. <laughs> and it went and immediately edited the Wikipedia He just changed uh, entry. Luke said into Palpatine's head as yeah. well. So it's, it's, it feels like there's this... I, it's it's still also confusing to me because, I mean, I guess so much of it is just like it's legends now. Yeah. But it feels like they're like, but we do want to take some of this, and this is part of it, and we do want to cherry pick this, and this is part of it. Because um, I was trying to figure out, so Darth Bane's apprentice, she ends up she ends up killing him, right? Like I I, I think I, I would assume, but you're spoiling the third book him. for me, BC. I'm a spo- spoiler for everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she kills him. Uh, because after a certain point, it's like, once they think he's dead, this begins like the millennium of no Sith, right? Where there's there's peace in the galaxy, oh, but know. the Sith are, are a, a rule of two, so yeah. they're operating in secret. And I was like, is there like a, a lineage or a timeline for the 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 Sith as they're passing through yeah. until we get to Sidious? Because I tried to find that in... I don't. I don't know that that really exists. I mean, there there might be some some filler years, but yeah, I think it's a direct hand me down process all the way to Plagueis and then to tell because it because part of Darth Bane's thing is like we're going to corrupt the Republic and it, a thousand years later they'll you know we'll have a Star War you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? like that's like is this really the most effective plan for the Sith like. A thousand years is a long time I mean, for them that's, to be like, the, the we're Sith, working in secret. In this book, he is haunted by the ghosts of his former masters who are like, you're an idiot, man. <laughs> like, we were about to wipe out the Jedi. <laughs> like, you really screwed this up. Uh, you're a coward. Because they, they were, because they were large in number, too. Yeah, right? they were, like they were having like... an outright war, and the Sith had their army, and also they had their, you know, their force user, their people from the academy. <laughs> But because they were so worried about their own power that they were, like, constantly stepping on each other. And so Darth Bane is like, no, two there shall be. Yeah, Darth Bane's basically like, whoever's weaker should die all the way up to the top. So, like, there's no room for a brotherhood that has discrepancy in power. Those people who are weaker should die. And then I also believe there's an element of... Um, you know, if the the power is spread out among all these weaklings, like you can't reach the full potential of being the ultimate Sith, um, because that power is spread out. Um, I I, I don't and, know. Uh, and here's me showing my Star Wars idiot. Um, like <laughs> Nihilus and and Malak and Revan, they're all like way a long time. So ago, this right? is where the the Legends canon is definitely fuzzy to me, and also why I think Disney will pull stuff because it's so far, it's so far yeah. and long ago. They can just kind it's of like pick thousands of years, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think this is yeah, I think this is after Knights of the Old Republic era stuff. But again, this is 
even then, even in that era, you're going to ancient temples and hearing about, you know, the actual race right. of the Sith or like right. the species of the Sith. And um, right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a little murky. That's the thing. That's the thing for me. Like, and uh, is, is that it all is a little murky. Now, the characters themselves are cool, and I think their designs are fantastic. Uh, me, personally, I love the look of a Darth Nihilus myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, like, I would love to see that realized on screen in any fashion, right? Like, it, just from a visual perspective. But the, the world building and the lore of it, I'm just kind of like... Um, Palpatine, he tells that story about Plagueis, and that's kind of where I'm at, you know, like... <laughs> In terms of 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 the Sith stuff, it's it's all just like I don't really know what's going it, on. It doesn't play well with the, each other because of these huge discrepancies in power. Right. Too. Again, you've got right. Darth Bane flying across open space on a space dragon or on a, right. a terrestrial Earth dragon and shrouded by the Force, and he's like, right. "Oh boy, I am weak." And oh man, that thought bomb that again was it is just like a crazy Dragon Ball Z move. Um, yeah. That was a thing that that occurred, and it's still not powerful enough. Um, we have a question from the chat, and that is yeah. free vert girls chat for real. Xkaida, I don't know the sixty nine girls xyz. They've been chatting at the cargo bay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I would not advise clicking on any links or going anywhere. But uh... <laughs> I, on the other hand, would advise doing it and entering as much personal information as you can when you hit those links. Um, and BC, see what happens. Roll the dice. We also have some information from the chat, which I can't see because it's cut off in the way that this window... Let me see if I can fix it. Oh, yes. Uh, in canon, as it is set now, there ain't a timeline of Sith from Bane to Sidious yet. So that's okay. where we can go and fill in that. Uh, thank you, Rural Farm Boy, um, for clearing awesome. that up. Well, because I, I feel like uh, was it the, the next... One of the next big disney shows that i'm excited about is acolyte yeah which seems like is very much going to deal with with some of what this is yeah in terms of the i mean we don't really know anything in terms of the story or the era other than it is going to be farther back um obviously than than the clone wars but it's going to push it farther back than that i think the rumors of young palpatine possibly but i would be interested for it to go even farther back yeah and explore a time where it is totally where they're totally underground and and it's you know peace in the galaxy and the the jedi are are ruling or whatever but um yeah i think i think that show has a lot of uh, i mean they obviously have a lot of room to play considering we go from bane to essentially plagueis and sidious with with not a whole lot of we know what happened or what was going other than they were operating in the shadows, planning their thousand years of, <laughs> of destruction. It's like, I mean, they gave away just a lot of free time where they were just sitting on their thumbs, you know. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. So yeah. hopefully they can they can build some of that out into uh, canon in a meaningful way. Yeah, and uh, because that's the the tricky part too is like the the Jedi always have to fight other people with lightsabers for it to be interesting, <laughs> you know, like. I mean, to some degree. Otherwise, they're just <laughs> killing regular people, yeah. and that is rough. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like no. Anakin going and punching, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, the, <laughs> the banker. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. like, that's not, it's, 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 
it's unnerving to watch a Jedi fight a regular person who yeah. doesn't have force powers. You're like, this is brutal and criminal. <laughs> I don't know. It there makes needs me feel bad. There needs to be balance in the force. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah a little more balance in the fight for sure. Um, uh, well, BC, you know what we have to do. Uh, it's the most exciting point of the show we got to spin that wheel bc and find spin out we'll see what's up see what, what we, we will be uh watching next uh or reading or listening to indeed i'm going over to the wheel of everybody's favorite free wheel generator i'm spinning our wheel that currently has 1365 pieces of star wars content love it I'm 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 rooting for a Mandalorian episode. I, I I would like that, BC. I actually watched a few Mandalorian episodes uh, recently, just because I was like, "How does this hold up after Andor?" And we That's have funny. X-wing Izzard's Revenge by Michael <laughs> Stackpole. Um, X-wing Izzard's Revenge. Izards. I S A R D. Eddie Izzard's right. Revenge. <laughs> Izzard's Revenge. Um, okay. Now right, these. Let's get into it. This is something there's not going to be an audiobook for. Um, so I, I, I am an X-Wing novel fan. So I'm going to put this in our chat, BC. So I'll remember the name. But I'm going to spin the wheel one more time. I'm gonna do a mulligan. It is the eighth volume in the X-wing novel series. Let's let's see if we get one more option on the table for us. It might be a little easier because uh, it was a rush to get this book done for this uh, week. We have <laughs> it just it just went by a new hope, <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> Just because, you know, there are a thousand pieces of content. And it, it landed on Shara and the Sarlacc, the Skiff Guard's Tale by Daniel Danahy Oaks. Um, and I don't know. I'm pretty, I, I'm actually really interested in the Skiff Guard's Tale. What do you think, uh, Sh- Shara and the Sarlacc. The skiff guard's tale. Is this? Uh, is this? I an imagine it's journal? an adventure journal. Yeah. <laughs> it was published in Tales from Jabba's Palace. Oh, nice! That's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm definitely down for that. Yeah. Let's let's see if we can locate this. <laughs> published in Tales from Jabba's Palace, which, as we all know, uh, was a, a book. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a collection of stories, kind of like a certain point of view, but specifically about Jabba's Palace. It's got a solid cover, in case you were wondering. Um, All right, cool, I love it. Um, checking in with the chat one more time before uh, we end the show here. Um, Real Farm Boy asks, can BC see the chat too? I'm guessing no. In fact, we usually we never have chats. So <laughs> <laughs> we honestly didn't, like, this is our uh, unlive podcast that we only stream because... Um, it saves room on my pull, hard drive. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can pull up YouTube. <laughs> but uh, pull up a YouTube. yeah, thanks for being here. And Xkaita yeah, says, "Unnatural." <laughs> some would consider to be unnatural. Xkaita also wants to know: Can I hire Din for a job? Because New Gladriel bullied me and hurt my feelings. <laughs> Wait, are you calling a hit on Young Gladriel <laughs> from Din Jaren? Because uh, I I would definitely watch that. 
I, I don't think you can hire new Mando Exkaita. You could have hired him back in the day um, before he turned all soft over a little goo puppet. Uh, the one time nobody complained about the shape of his head. <laughs> I see that I, shot. I see, I see what the reference saw, is now. I see that shout out right there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but the shape of his head. <laughs> Why is his head shaped that way? Star Wars fans and their head shapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for being here y'all do appreciate it and if you're out there in podcast land check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash cargo bay pod um the videos are fine kind of hard to find because we do them live so they're in our playlists they're on our homepage. they don't show up in the regular video feed because youtube hates us um but bc famously yeah youtube they have a grudge Against the cargo against bay. The cargo bay. Although we're finally search indexed. If you search the cargo bay on YouTube, guess who's coming up first, baby? That's us. 118 <laughs> subs strong. We've gained two subs Boom. over the last three months. We're doing it. <laughs> Drop, them cool. <laughs> Drop them biddies. Drop them biddies, y'all. Thank you, thank you. Um, BC. Uh, I was thinking about bringing PBDO back to life. Maybe before next week's episode, when we will have a guest. Um, oh, very exciting! Yeah, we'll have uh, Jacob from Normies Like Us over here. We're gonna have on to the clean pond. up the old cargo bay. Yeah, we got a guest coming over. That's why I was gonna boot PBDO back up. <laughs> we can get things cleaned up. Get him to do some cleaning. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back here in a little bit to do some hobby talk. Um, Wait, what's that? Hobby talk? We're going to do a little bit of hobby talk. <laughs> so hobby talk. if you also care it. about Star Wars trading cards for some reason, uh, check us out there. Uh, well, until next time, I guess bye forever. We'll see you back on YouTube in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.